Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up. I'm here with Terry Jenkins Jr. for episode number 40. Also, the first time that we have visuals to support our Finally, podcast. Bro. <laughs> Finally, so long. Boy, we got this shit. <laughs> Finally, bro. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to all our longtime uh, uh, listeners as well as our first time viewers and listeners, man. We really appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in, checking us out. Be sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, and share the podcast, man. Oh, all that, wherever y'all get your podcast from. So, Terry, man, without further ado, bro, let's go ahead and get into episode 40, man. First and foremost, we're going to talk about your beloved New England Patriots, man, coming off another horrible loss. Uh, it was horrible, horrible loss. Uh, Cam Newton, I, I know everyone's kind of seen the, the video clips going around, losing, fumbling the ball. Uh, versus the Buffalo Bills that essentially cost them the game. Uh, Terry, while, while watching that, it's kind of indicative uh, and representative of everything that the New England Patriots are going through right now as an organization, as a team. Just what what's your personal take on them right now? I mean, clearly they're probably not going to win the AFC East. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, what does this mean for, like, Belichick and just for the Patriots in general? Oh, man. Um I hate to say start rebuilding, but I mean, when Tom left, I personally feel like we, we had already started rebuilding. We may have thought that, you know, maybe we can plug in a quarterback here in this piece and we could still be contenders, but we don't have talent. It's plain and simple. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to prolong the conversation. We don't have talent. We have no offense of talent at all. Zero. Tom Brady has been working with less now, any quarterback his entire career at New England, except the one year he had Randy Moss. That's yep. it. Wes Welker was a slot receiver. I love Wes. He was always a slot receiver. He was always a number three receiver. Julian Edelman, man, one of the greatest plays ever seen in that you know, Super Bowl against um, the Falcons a few years ago, which was, of course, here in Houston. Um, and I was there to attend it, and it was great, great catch. You know, still don't know how he caught that ball off a tip before it hit the ground. That saved that game. But he's yeah. number three wide receiver. He's not number one. And also, he's taken so many hits, even though he's just thirty-two years old. That's old for him <laughs> because of the amount of pain. And, and he's only thirty-two years old. Only thirty-two, but that's young. When you think about this, young for a wide receiver. Sure, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like he's thirty-six, thirty-seven. But to your point, the amount of like you know punishment. Yeah, because he he, he runs over the middle. He gets kicked yep. on the slants. Um. Because he's not a deep threat, so he catches the ball over the middle. So, bro, it, we don't have any talent. We we drafted Nikhil O'Harry, you know, before DJ Metcalf, which was a horrible decision. Looking back on it, definitely would have taken DJ. Um, and A.J. Brown in that same draft. Um, so we don't have talent, and that, that's the issue right now. We were supposed to be shopping stuff on Gilmore in the first-round pick. Nobody bought. In which I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm pretty sure we had some offers, but it wasn't offers that we wanted um, for yeah. that amount. I, I don't know what we were trying to get. Um, I feel like if Odell was healthy, then we would have saw that trade go through. I feel like Cleveland, we would have definitely gotten Odell if he was healthy. Now he's out. Um, yeah. Shout out to you, man. Sorry for what happened to him, but now he's out. Yeah. Um, I feel like we didn't have a deal that we wanted for. I mean, do you do you feel that da- that Dallas at the very least could have offered Amari Cooper? They could have, but and, and that would have definitely helped their defense. First round pick and Stephon Gilmore, but I don't know if we wanted Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, wow. no offense to him, 
no offense, you know, decent wide receiver, but he doesn't have that it factor. Um, we saw Amari Cooper give up on plays. We saw him give up in games before. And so I don't feel like that's the wide receiver that Bill is like, oh, I. Bill is a man about talent and skill. And I don't feel like he feels like Amari's skill level is elite enough to trade a first round pick in Gilmore. I don't feel like he feels that way. I feel like it, oh, a healthy Odell, definitely. No problem. You know, Stephon yeah. Gilbert is the best, I me mean, personally, maybe biased. He's the best, you know, cornerback in the league. Some people may say Tredavious White, um, but it's out of those two guys. Nobody else comes up in conversation. Patrick Peterson, we saw what happened to him two weeks ago yeah. with Tyler Lockett. So, you know, it's, it's out of those two guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I mean, we, 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 we rebuild it. We, we have to but, understand. But do you- that that being said, do you feel that right now is the time to probably bench Cam Newton? No, you know, try no, try no, somebody no. else. Cam has to start the rest of the season. We already know what Jared Stidham is. He he's he's a bust. He's he's Jared Stidham. Um, but we got to yeah. find out: Do we want to keep Cam as the quarterback, or do we want to aggressively go after a quarterback in the offseason? Yeah. So, um, I if we made the playoffs, I'll be ecstatic. I'll be elated. I'll be happy. I don't see yeah. it, but the evaluation with Cam is going to be at the end of the season. What's our record versus his stats and how he look on film? If he look good, if he looks great, then we resign Cam and we we consider you know keeping him for a long term, three to five years as our quarterback. If Bill and you know our offensive coordinator can you know feel like um, they can build an offense around him because it's not like Cam's yeah. doing horrible again. Last week we were in that game. Last week we should have won that game. Um, bad play calling. I'm not going to get too much in it, but we, we had the ball with one one minute and 40 seconds left, and we had the ball on our 35-yard line, in the, on their 35-yard line. And we decided yeah. to run the ball four times in a row before we ran the ball again with Cam Newton, who was on fire, by the way, on that possession because he threw the ball down the field um, to Jacoby Rice right. twice. And he, no, he hit Jacoby once. Then he hit Izzo again, the tight end. And so for some reason, we stopped passing the ball. We stopped being aggressive on the offensive side, and we just started running the ball as if we were playing for halftime. I feel like those four straight runs demoralized Cam Newton. And I feel like Cam Newton felt like if Brady was the quarterback right now, we would not be running this ball. I'll still be slinging it. Um, yep. And and I'm not saying it's an excuse to fumble, but I feel like when he ran that jet sweep, he was already demoralized. He was trying to do his best to, you know, make a play happen. Wasn't thinking about protecting the ball, you know. And, and Cam has known his entire career to run to the left side and carry the ball in his right hand, which if you play football, you know, always carry the ball near the sideline on your outside. You never want to carry it inside because it makes it easier for defenders to punch it out, which is what happened. Um, so, yeah, man, horrible loss. I feel like we Cam may stay. It just depends on how he finishes the season. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, I pray we're – either bad enough or we can able to trade up to where we can get my boy Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, um, just kind of looking at the AFC East picture right now, I saw a statistic that said uh, the Buffalo Bills actually have an 81% chance of winning the the division and New England Patriots now have a 15% chance followed by the Dolphins at three Mm -hmm. and the beloved New York Jets with zero. Um, (laughs) So, so, so a lot, a lot could be worse in that division for sure. Staying within the AFC though, you know the Steelers are now seven and zero, right? They they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson had a pretty pedestrian to poor showing. 
you know, a lot of turnovers, a lot of cost. You said what? It was a poor performance. It, it was. Oh, yeah. Interceptions a fumble. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, can't win like that. No. Um, no, and, and then sure. and then and now everyone's kind of starting to take a look at Lamar Jackson a little differently. Right. This is like the reigning MVP. This is the guy that everyone's saying is the future of the league. Just even watching that game, Terry, do you feel, I guess, any less about Lamar Jackson at this point? No. Or do you just feel like he's yeah, just running into like a, a tough, a tough team like the Steelers? No. And the Steelers have a great defense. I don't feel any less about Lamar Jackson. And the same thing because I'm honest, I think they're going to lose this Sunday against the Colts. But they're deep. the Colts have, to me personally, they have the best defense in the league. It's so, gonna be a tough game. Yeah. And so yeah. two top defenses, man. You. Lamar Jackson, what he's lacking, you know, everyone wants to complain about his accuracy, but who who is he throwing it to? What yeah. big-time receiver does he have on the outside? His yeah. target is his tight end. You know what I'm saying? You have to pray that he gets open because it's easy. It's easy to cover a tight end. All you do is bring that, that outside linebacker or the weak side linebacker with the safety. Yeah. You know, make sure the linebacker's covering underneath the safety's over top. You're good. You can contain a tight end like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so who, who does he – He's not throwing it to anybody on the outside, which I'm surprised. Well, I'm going to say surprised because the Ravens really don't, you know, make many moves um, while yeah. trading. But they definitely should have been aggressive um, going after somebody. They, they need someone on the outside. I feel like they, they're, they're a player away. But I don't feel like Lamar Jackson is a, a bad quarterback. I don't feel like yeah. he's playing as good as he did last year. We all know the NFL, man. They make adjustments. Um and so what he did last year, of course, he wasn't going to repeat those those same stats, um, right. the same performance, because teams are going to, you know, make sure they spy, double spy if you have to, shit, triple spy. <laughs> um, if you have to contain them, you know, on, as far as the rushes on the edge, rush the edge, but don't, you know, go after, a, you know, force them to stay inside the pocket, um, try to collapse it up the middle and force a sack there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but shout out to the Steelers, man. They made a great play. Um Lamar Jackson, in the last play of the game, the game, he fumbled, but, you know, he just didn't get the first down. Yeah. He got the ball and just really just tried to run the middle. It was a hole there at first. Um, the Steelers, I want to say it was um, Hayward, but the defensive tackle just read it, bro. He literally, like, just swam off the offensive alignment. I think it was, like, left guard. Reached out and, and tripped Lamar Jackson up. He kept – that was the play of the game. Um, without that play – but without that effort, Lamar Jackson definitely scores right there. We're having a different conversation. Um, we're talking about Lamar Jackson overcoming adversity, and we're not talking about the Steelers being undefeated. But I will say this about that Pittsburgh Steelers team. Bro, give them props. You got to give them props. They're 7-0. Um, a lot of people won't say they, their schedule is a cupcake schedule, but you, you beat the teams you play. You don't control who you play. You beat the team during your schedule. And guess what? You look around the league, no one else has beaten every team on their schedule. Um, and so you have to give them props. Um, I, I feel like they're a real deal Super Bowl contender. I know how we all feel about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, especially they've added Labium Bell. Um, some people think it's that final ring um, on yeah. Pino's hand, you know, <laughs> and that final piece. But at the same time, it's Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. They have the greatest defense. They have the best defense um, behind the Colts in the league. And so yeah. they, they need to be taken very seriously. Again, Mike Tomlin, shout out to Big New. The man went eight and eight last year without a starting quarterback, without a second string quarterback. He did it with his third string quarterback. Um, and so now he has a full arsenal in him. He has Big Ben back. Um, 
You got to give them props. You got to. You do. You do. And, and two more questions on this before we move on. So when you look at Baltimore, I mean, you you just pointed out that they really don't have a deep threat target aside from Andrews at tight end. Um, I believe uh, Hollywood Brown is also <laughs> one of their wide receivers. He, he's, he has spoken out on Twitter, I believe, kind of voicing a little bit of his frustrations right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he hasn't. I don't think he's been targeted that much. But he was targeted two times last game. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, and when you have an offense that's kind of designed around a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, I mean, it's fair to say that the tight end is probably going to be his primary target for one. But when you look at Des Bryant being signed to the practice squad, what do you? What's the likelihood of him being called up until like the? Uh, it's like the the starter, the starting group. I, I, I see him starting later, later on in the season. I'm definitely in the playoffs. I see him getting some time. Just because they, they don't have many people outside. As far as um, Hollywood Brown goes, I agree with him. They have to get him involved. You have to run plays for that guy. He's explosive. You know, he's yep. a dynamite on the outside. Um, he's, he's honestly the only guy they have on the outside. So no disrespect with him in my previous comments. I don't feel like he's a great wide receiver. But I will say this. We don't get the chance to see his full potential because he doesn't get that many targets. Um, yeah. When you have a, an offense that averaged 200 yards a week, um, you're going to suffer in other areas of offense, and it's definitely they're, they're suffering through the air. They're not able to get those guys open and not running plays. Uh, I would like to see Jim incorporate some more RPOs, run pass options, um, get Hollywood Brown, you know, in single coverage on some slants, on some deep outs, um, have Lamar fake the ball, you know, hopefully he doesn't hold it too long um, and right. be able to hit those guys over the middle. But you have to, you have to run design plays for A.J. Brown. You definitely can't let talent like that go to waste. But that's a guy, and he's a big playmaker. I know you have Lamar Jackson, um, but he's another guy that can make big plays. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, looking to the Steelers, 7-0, and off to a great start. What's the likelihood that they finish 16-0 this year? If you look at their remaining, if they look at their remaining schedule, yes. I mean, maybe give them two losses, but even then. I and- I don't know if they finished undefeated, to be honest with you. I could see, like, I forgot what year it was. I don't want to misquote the year, but the year they went 15-1, and one, I can see them losing one down the stretch, um, maybe an interdivision game, maybe against Baltimore, you know, maybe Baltimore. Yeah. They might mess around and lose to Cleveland on one week. Um, Baker Mayfield decides to actually play quarterback. So yeah. you, you just never know. Also, um, give it up to – I know their record is horrible. I know they don't look nice, but get, give it up to Cincinnati, man. That boy Joe Burrow is playing his heart out out there. Um, so it's possible they can take it out. They have a pretty easy schedule um, besides the, the teams they play in the division. Um, but I don't see them finishing 16-0. NFL's too tough, man. Absolutely. Well, I mean, looking in the AFC North, it seems that football royalty has returned to his rightful place at the top with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then when you look at the AFC East, it seems like the end of an era, end of a dynasty with the New England Patriots being not being the Patriots of old. Hopefully they can get some uh, momentum in the second half of the season, but it looks like the Bills might be running away with the division title this year. But kind of sticking within the NFL, man, you talk about the NFC East and how I'm trying, I'm trying, I can't even really find <laughs> a descriptive word to describe how horrible things are right now in the NFC in the NFC East. I mean, very easily, very easily the the, the winner of this division could possibly be six and ten, seven and nine. Um, and what have home not home field advantage, but they'll have a home playoff game, would they not? Yeah, by winning the yeah. Yeah. So it's it's 
They have to change that. The NFL has to do something about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially when it's as horrible as it is this year. I mean, this is this is a joke. So, Terry, when you look at the when you look at the NFC East, you know, with with Dallas and and, and Philly playing on uh on this past Sunday night primetime, mind you, they, they should not have had that. Slide. No, I don't know what the NFL is stuff around there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, yo, I, it, support. That's the thing. Dallas fans probably the Ravens are probably still good because Dallas fans are going to support. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but at, at the same time, no one probably realistically wanted to see that. But Terry, but Terry, when you look at the when you look at the NFC East right now, just I mean, I hate to even take a team by team, but just what's been your take on just watching them just struggle this entire season as we're halfway through? I thought last year, honestly, was as bad as it can get. I'm not gonna lie to you, this year is worse. Um, mainly because Dak Prescott is out. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Dallas fan at all. Um, but if Dak is healthy, I feel like Dallas is definitely leading this division. I don't know if they'll have an above 500 record. Um, <laughs> but but they'll definitely be winning this division at this point. Um, just analyzing it, the Eagles got to do better, man. They're the only team, and I know they have a few injuries on the outside at wide receiver, but they're the only team with, with a good quarterback in, in a division. So the Eagles have to win. Yeah. Um, if they don't, fire everybody. <laughs> like it should be literally the easiest divisional win the Eagles have ever had. The fact that they struggled against Dallas is crazy. I don't know what Carson Wentz is doing. Um, almost mm-hmm. cost me a game in fantasy, by the way. I don't know what he was doing. Two interceptions, two fumbles. Some of those passes are just horrible, especially the one um, in the back of the end zone. It's the right corner where he threw up against, um, I want to say it's regular, whatever the um, the young um, wide receiver they just drafted in the first round. The guy's like 5'7", and he throws a jump ball um, up against two defenders with, on a guy that's 5'7". It's not smart, Carson. Um, he has to play better. It's, he just simple. He has to play better. But even if he doesn't play better, I'm going to be honest with you, even if he continues to look like he's looking – I got the Eagles winning the division, and honestly, it's probably going to be six and ten. To be honest with you, Ethan. Um, yeah. But if, if Dak is healthy, um, I say Dallas will win it. I'm surprised Dallas didn't pull a trigger and try to get in a quarterback um, before the trade deadline at three o'clock today. They did announce that they they're putting Andy Dalton on IR, and so they mean uh, my boy YFN Lucci. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not his name, but whatever. His last name is Lucci, something like that. It's Danucci. Danucci. There we go. Danucci. He's going to be a starting quarterback, at least for the upcoming weeks, man. And the last game, he looked that good. I'll be honest with you. He looked, he looked like a third-string quarterback. Um, yeah. I don't know if Dallas is taking on the mentality of tanking. Um, I, I don't know if they're, they're looking forward to Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully so, because I'm be honest – I would take Dak Prescott on New England any day of the week. That, that's what that's what I was I was just about to bring that up. I hope he's a free agent. Um, I hope Jerry makes that mistake because that would be a huge mistake. Um, Trevor Lawrence is not proven to everybody out there who watches college football. He plays in the ACC. It's not a great division, especially when it comes to defense. The only team that has a defense in that conference is Clemson, which he yeah. happens to be playing on. So. Now let's now let's take a look at something for for a second, Terry. As, as we talk about Dallas, so Danucci is actually, I believe he's, he's a rookie out of uh, James Madison University. Yeah, D two. You know, yeah, yeah, D two. There might be might be FCS, bro. Yeah, they might be FCS, maybe. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, you know, and, and you, I mean, you're right. You know, he is, he is a third string quarterback. But one question I do want to ask you is if Dallas continues to find themselves in the, in the position to where, all right, maybe it looks like they can get to the postseason. Then is Jerry Jones at least thinking about Colin Kaepernick at the very least? I'm going to be honest with you. It's sad to say, but nobody's in the NFL is thinking about Colin Kaepernick. The man has been – he's been blackballed, bro. Um, the NFL, when when they had that settlement with Kaepernick, yeah. they took him to court and they gave him that settlement, whatever number it was. I know it wasn't – it was never officially announced, that the figure that he was given by the NFL. When he took that deal, I knew at that moment we would never see him in the NFL again. Because uh, legally, the NFL doesn't have an obligation um, to give him an opportunity. And it sucks because if Cap is on this Dallas team, they're they're definitely <laughs> they're they'll win the NFC East. But no one's gonna give him a call, man. He's been blackballed. He he he's out of the league. I, I and they didn't make any moves. Um, so I I see them literally just my mentality that I think Jerry Jones has. I think they're gonna ride out Danucci. Um, maybe Andy Dalton may come back if they're able to somehow some way. Um, win a few games while Andy Dalton is out. But I feel like Jerry has given up on the season because now he, he he sees why Dak was asking for the number that he was asking for. And it's more than just the talent that he had on the field. You know, because Dak played – I feel like he's a good quarterback. A lot of Dallas fans would say otherwise. Um, but also the leadership, man. Leadership could not be that, – that's a, that's a gift that you can't, like, underestimate. Like, their coach – Literally, McCarthy, I don't know what he's doing there. And Jerry Jones, you know, he's, he's not a good leader, you can tell, because look at the product that he's putting out there on the field. Dak held this organization together. The yeah. team bought into whatever Jerry Jones was preaching and whatever Mike McCarthy was saying, even though they probably didn't like it, because Dak was like, oh, yeah, guys, let's go do it. Because Dak bought mm-hmm. in, the team bought in. When Dak is gone, when he left or he got injured, that's when all the turmoil started in the locker room. Yeah. So, um, I feel like Jerry may be like hindsight's twenty twenty, and hopefully he decides to pay that during the offseason. Um, but I do feel like also, on the other hand, if their record is just bad enough to get, possibly get Trevor Lawrence, I could see them getting Trevor Lawrence. I don't – I would say you go with someone on the defensive side of the ball. But honestly, you're not – I've slightly been paying attention to college football. I haven't saw any just like elite not, – not a Chase Young type talent – yeah. Uh, on a defense or Nick Bolt-type uh, talent on the defense side of the ball. So I don't know who they would draft early on. Well, Terry, let's 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 take a look at something for a minute because, you know, you bring, you bring up a pretty interesting segue talking about Trevor Lawrence. So in the case of Trevor Lawrence, let's assume that Dallas just tanks. Ta- Dallas just finishes with a hor- horrifying record, and they end up getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, that would, at the very least, possibly prompt Dak Prescott to want to leave and want to be out. Yeah. New England, let's, say New Eng- let's say New England signs Dak. That means Cam Newton's out of a job. Now let's look at Atlanta. If I'm not mistaken, Cam Newton is from the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Ryan's probably on his way out after this year. Facts. Uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're the Atlanta Falcons, knowing kind of what you're up against, do you do you take a chance on Cam Newton? Assuming okay. that all that stuff happens. Definitely. I mean, we, we gotta look at the landscape of the league as well. After this year, we're gonna have some quarterbacks be free agents, man. We're gonna have Dwayne Haskins, who's probably gonna be available. Um, depending on the Jets, I honestly think they're going to get the first pick <laughs> and probably get Trevor Lawrence. And we're probably going to have Sam Donald as well out there. 
um, for the pickings. Um, who else is probably going to be probably out there to pick up? Maybe even um, Mitch Trubisky, depending on how the Bears finish. So we're going to have a few quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. Did you say? Do you say Dwayne Haskins is going to be a free agent? Oh yeah, I, not a free agent, but I feel like they're marking him. They're shopping him around. Oh, so, so he's tradable. He's deal. tradable, I guess. Yeah. They got him on rookie deal, so he spent two years. Next year will be his last season. That will be his last year on the contract. I feel like they trade him. Um, I hope not. I feel like he's a good quarterback. But they got Kyle Allen, you know, Roman Bell, yeah. brought over his guy. And then they have Alex Smith, of course, who's, you know, the NFL loves, and they're going to make sure to give him an opportunity to return. Um, and so Dwayne Haskins is going to be, you know, pick up for, for a team who's looking for a quarterback because I feel like he's good. He's just in a bad place. Um, there's nothing good about Washington besides my boy Terry McLaren. Other than that, Washington's just horrible. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, would you – what was your Sorry, go ahead. You, go you ahead, have a couple of quarterbacks available to you. Um, not to mention, yeah. you know, Justin Field and Trevor Lawrence who are going to be able to draft. And then the guy, um, the young quarterback from Wisconsin, um, North Dakota State has a nice quarterback. So we'll see exactly how that falls. Um, but, yeah, Cam, if New England doesn't re-sign Cam, which I'm not saying they won't, let me be honest with you. I feel like Bill Belichick um, really likes Cam Newton because it's work ethic and Cam – kind of falls in line with the system while allowing the team to have some type of culture. Um, and I think Bill understands that Cam is literally walk, working with nothing. <laughs> like he's working with, with scraps now. Um, uh-huh. let's, let's just say hypothetically, if, if we do somehow get Justin Fields off, we decide and somehow a miracle we get that Prescott. Um, and Cam is out of job. Atlanta will be perfect for him. Um, that offense that they run, the weapons, man, he has plenty of weapons. Julio Jones, Steven. Calvin really um, still have a great running back back there in the backfield. Um, Todd Gurley, of course. Uh-huh. And so you, you look at that team, Austin Hooper at tight end. They, they have a great offensive set. I, I feel like it's just really coaching there. And I feel like Matt Ryan doesn't fit into the culture. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Honestly, if they get rid of Matt Ryan, we might see him um, land on another team as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, you know. I wouldn't say he's just he's done. Um, yeah, I mean, because well, there there are a lot of teams that either blatantly need a new quarterback, or they're at least open to the reality of having a new quarterback. I mean, I mean, let's kind of just go through the list: New York Jets, um, even even the Atlanta Falcons, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Detroit Lions have Matthew Stafford, but he's been there for so long, and maybe they're looking for like a reset, restart. Same with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dallas, as we've been talking about. So there are going to be some teams that are definitely looking. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to see a quarterback carousel, bro. And we're going to see this time next year, we're going to see quarterbacks in New Jersey. Because you just named all those teams, honestly, have decent quarterbacks. It's just not Matthew Stafford's not horrible. It's not yeah. a strong arm. Um, Kirk Cousins, I feel like he is horrible, but he, he knows how to pass stats. Um, Warren Minshew, I don't know if Jacksonville will, will leave from him. And that locker room really likes him. I feel like Jacksonville just needs Jacksonville, excuse me, just needs to work on building an offensive line and rekindling that defense to what it was about five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely can see quarterbacks end up in completely different teams next year. Nah, man, it's it's certainly gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, you know, uh, I guess last on this segment, who's your pick to win the NFC East? Oh man. <laughs> 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 I got to go with the team that has the best quarterback. Normally, normally, you know, that that's the team that wins. So I yeah. got to go with the Eagles. I feel like if Carson wins, continues to play decent, 
Um, and if he decides to wake up, he got a buy. So let's give him that. He's going to go and, you know, do some hunting and fishing and have some family time and all that jazz. And maybe he comes back with a different perspective on just throwing horrible ass passes down the field. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe he'll decide, hold on, maybe I don't need to throw bad passes. Um, so he's a good quarterback, man. We, we saw, what was it, two years ago, two, three years ago? The man was front runner from the MVP before he got hurt. He was yeah. finding the lead. Um, and now he's he's trash, to be honest with you. So maybe he can turn it around, even if he doesn't, even, even if he plays just decent. Yeah, the Eagles against the Cowboys, the Redskins, and the Giants. I'm picking them to win, and that's all they have to do. They don't have to beat anybody else, and they probably won't beat anybody else. <laughs> but they just have to win those games, and if they win those games, they're winning the division. And so I'm, I'm picking the Eagles to come out because I, the other team is just, just not good enough to be honest with you. They're just not. Hey, hey, well, well said, man. Still, still a whole lot of football to watch as we're now approaching the halfway point of the NFL season. But now, segueing into the NBA, Terry, as this crazy okay. year of 2020 ha- will have it. The sports <laughs> calendar, the sports calendar is completely out of whack. We oh, yeah. literally, Terry, are seeing an era where we had the Stanley Cup Finals, you had the World Series, you had the NBA Finals, essentially all take place within like two weeks of one another in yeah, terms yeah, of completion. Everyone- Forgot about the Stanley Cup Finals. Everybody, for shout shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you are not forgotten in the sports world. No matter how many people totally forgot that hockey was even going on, more people yeah. were tuned in. More people were tuned into a struggling college football season, trying to ro- watch the MAC and the Sun Belt play. Let alone watch, <laughs> let alone watch the Stanley it's Cup. I think, all, I think I think our viewership and our listenership out of like Minnesota, Canada, and and probably the Dakotas are like. Yeah, we're not listening to this anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> but but with the NBA season uh upon us, man, December, uh, I guess kind of puts us at about what, maybe four or five weeks away from yeah. the start of the from the start of the NBA season. Yeah, yeah the NBA draft being on November 18th. So mm-hmm. much to get into with that. But what I really want to talk to you about, Terry, is the the possibility of a trade. I mean, I, I don't know if you, you you're not a Houston Rockets fan, but you do live in the city of Houston. There is a rumor that there is interest from the Philadelphia 76ers uh, that they have an interest in James Harden. Uh, What is the likelihood of that trade scenario happening? And are they going to give up Joel Embiid or are they going to give up Ben Simmons? If that trade happens, you have to give me Ben Simmons. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can end the conversation there. I have to have have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons will go. Perfect on the Rockets with all those shooters. Oh my God, that'll be the perfect mix. I, I do say this though, I, I want Tobias Harris as well. Hmm. I want Ben Simmons and I want Tobias Harris for James Harden because I need and a, and a first. No, no, no. If you or, you, or you, you'll just do two for one. If you give me James Harden and you give me Ben Simmons, we're good. We're good because then I can. I don't know what I do with Russ, but this goes back to the topic that we had the other day on the phone. Mm-hmm. If they acquire Ben Simmons, there's literally no use for Russell Westbrook anymore in an offense because he, he plays the position that Ben plays. And honestly, no offense to Russ, but Ben is better. Um, you have to shop Westbrook around, and you can probably trade him to the Knicks for picks. And that's mm-hmm. that's how you acquire all those picks back that you, you lost for Westbrook. Um 
So we could possibly see both Rocket players gone. Because I feel like if they pull the trigger on on James Harden, we're still – I don't know, man. It, it, de- it depends on how much the city loves James Harden. And I feel like the city really loves and admires James Harden. Um, the strip club, his, his jersey is, is, is hanging up in several strip clubs. Um, the city really loves James, bro. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, from a business standpoint, do you get rid of James Harden knowing – I'm gonna be honest. James Harden, Joel Embiid, um, Josh Richardson, those other guys there, Al Horford, the other team they have there in um, Philadelphia, they're they're automatically contending to win the East. And I love KD. I love KD, but that's gonna be a tough matchup for the Nets and the Boston Celtics. Um, Man, yeah, definitely. Now that that immediately kind of sets back everyone's trajectory. Man, at least two or three seasons because now Boston, let's say assuming that James ends up in Philly, I mean imagine having to play them in the second round, bro. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a you said what? And then you got Brooklyn and we we honestly forgot about Giannis. He's still there for for now. At least for a year. (laughs) At least at least at least for a year, man. Um but no it's just so interesting. I mean you bring up such a very such a valid point about James Harden and how much he means to the city of Houston. He's been there since what was it the 2012? Mm-hmm. He's been there since the twenty twelve. We, 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 they made the playoffs immediately. Yeah, immediately. Question the trade because they were like, "Well, is James Harden just you know a guy coming off the bench?" And it, within the first ten games, he's like, "No, I'm a superstar, bro. Don't play me." Um, and he's been that since. He's he's arguably a second round. You know the comment I made a few shows back, but he's arguably a second round, um, second ballot um, Hall of Famer. So yeah, you really want to get rid of him. I mean, it's something. It's just, man, Ben Simmons, real dude, has the potential to be one of the best players in the league, bro. Yeah, I mean, t- Terry, you brought you brought it. You brought up a valid point. You said he immediately is gonna have a bunch of shooters, so he's not gonna have that pressure on him to be a shooter or he, shoot. Period. Less, honestly, less pressure because he's not gonna have to shoot. Ben Simmons driving the lane is, is scary for everybody in the West. The, mm-hmm. If he went to the Rockets, the man will average at least ten assists a game. Again, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, and and it will make that small ball situation that they have there a little better. I don't feel like giving up Joel and B for James Harden will be enough. One because he doesn't stay healthy enough, and then two, you'll be left with Russ and Joel and B. Is that enough to get it done? I don't. I don't think so. Um, so so yeah, I can see a trade. Like I said, Tobias Harris, and I, I need Tobias Harris, and I need Ben Simmons for James Harden. They will continue to have the Rockets within a, a, I guess, a finals chance, a chance to make it to the finals, um, or at least the Western Conference Finals with those two guys. Um, and then you add, maybe you get another piece, maybe some picks uh, for Westbrook, or maybe you can get a player even, maybe Bradley. No, I don't, I don't think Bradley Bill. Maybe you can cop somebody for Russell Westbrook. You know, no, no telling who. Um, maybe you can get somebody for Russ. Bobby Bobby Portis plays for the Knicks, right? Yeah. Just in just in Westbrook, New York, you you would love to see Little Rock Bobby head down to Houston. as a part as a part of that deal. Um, but no, it's gonna be very interesting. Like I said, man, in the next episode, I'm sure we'll we'll get into the uh, NBA draft preview a little bit more. Lamelo yeah. Ball's been been, uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Yep. James James Wiseman. Um, Hampton. 
Yeah, oh, forgot about RJ. No disrespect, RJ Hampton. I'm other than that, then the draft's kind of a sleep sleeper. After those four guys, this seems, this seems like this seems like a draft where it's just going to be a lot of a lot of trading going on, a lot of trading, and a lot of moves. People trying to position, uh, reallocate money, reallocate funds, so they could try to go after a big name superstar in the 21, uh, 2021 free agency. And I, and I know I keep mentioning this on episode after episode after episode, but I said it again: watch for the Warriors to make a move for Giannis. And again, Bucks GM, listen, bro, you have to trade them. You have to. There's no way. I'm not going to say no way in hell, but I'll say no way in hell. There's no way in hell you guys are winning the finals next year. And if you don't win the finals next year, Giannis is leaving. He's made that clear. He made it clear. Giannis is leaving. He wants a ring. He wants to be known as one of the greatest ever play. He's leaving. And so you have to trade him. You have to trade him this year. You cannot be in a market. Like Milwaukee, cold market like Milwaukee, where no one wants to come to play. And the only way you can get a superstar player is through the draft. You can't be in a market like that and let Giannis Antetokounmpo, a player like him, walk for nothing. You can't. You will be fired immediately next season, I promise you, within like yeah. the first 18 games. You have to trade Giannis now. You have to. Wow. I mean, as emphatic as that was, you're absolutely right. And when you look at a team like the Golden State Warriors, they have a number two pick. Um, they also have a couple of good players that they probably wouldn't mind. I'm be honest, they wouldn't mind getting them Draymond. They wouldn't I'd, mind yeah. giving them Pascal. They definitely wouldn't mind giving them Andrew Wiggins. And if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I take take the number one trip. No, sorry, take the number one pick. I mean number two pick. Maybe I can get Anthony Edwards or the middle of ball, depends on who falls. Um, in that spot there, I take Edgy Wiggins and I get Pascal or Draymond Green and maybe throw me in, you know, another first round pick for next year because you guys are not going to need it because now you guys have Steph Curry, Clay Thomas, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, but I definitely, I'm definitely talking to the Warriors because you have to look for your next superstar because Giannis is not going to be there after this year. Man, it seems like more money is going to be made in the Bay, man. Billions in the Bay for Big the Golden for the Golden for the Golden. You said what? Big B's in the Bay. Big B's in the Bay. You can take that from whatever literal standpoint you want to, because because <laughs> because the hood is all over the world. So <laughs> so, so especially in the Bay area, <laughs> especially in in the Bay in the Yay area. But Terry, man, yo, I, I appreciate you, man. This has been dope. We finally got a visual component to the podcast, man. Yes, fine. So y'all, y'all continue to be on the lookout, man. Continue to support the pod. Like we said, we appreciate all our first time, long time viewers and listeners. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, man. But Terry, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. I'm holler at you. All right, bro. See you. Peace.